Dear listeners, welcome to Faces of Digital Health, the podcast on how technologies are improving healthcare around the globe with the mission of sharing insights to multiply ideas for worldwide healthcare improvement. I am your host, Tiasha Zaitz, and today you'll be listening about Estonia. You know, the tiny European country famous worldwide for its digital governance. If you want, you can even become an Estonian electronic resident and run your business from the country regardless of your country of residence. Healthcare-wise, 95% of healthcare data is in digital form, some of it supported with blockchain technology. But what does all this mean? Is data structured or is information stored in PDFs? How supportive is the system for digital health startups? And how did the country, where only 6.5% of the GDP is spent on healthcare, achieve the level of digitization many countries are only dreaming of? You will hear from Hanna Loretal, Digital Health Specialist and Chief eHealth Specialist at the Estonian Ministry of Social Affairs. And just before we begin, a quick invite. If you like the show, do leave a rating or a review in iTunes or on Twitter when you can find me under TJASA. See the recaps of other episodes on Faces of Digital Health Medium page or on the recently created Facebook page. Also, if you subscribe to the podcast, you will be notified about the next episode automatically. Now let's hear today's discussion. Anna Lore, most people look at Estonia in astonishment regarding how you managed to create such a successful electronic infrastructure. You must be wondering the opposite. How come the rest of the world is so slow? <laughs> yeah, it depends. When I have to introduce Estonian e-health and uh, other digital systems, then always people are really surprised about the infrastructure we have. But... Uh, Uh, one in one hand, I believe that uh, it probably looks better than it actually is, <laughs> but that uh, yeah, because uh, digital solutions uh, are everywhere, and uh, the data exchange in Estonia it's uh, implemented at a really good level. But otherwise, I think there are also other good countries that have innovated in that scene, like uh, the Netherlands or other Scandinavian countries, for example. One of the advantages Estonia has is the size. It only has 1.3 million people. Some cities even have more. Yeah, and another thing is uh, that uh, when we started building our system, it was in the late of 80s, then we didn't have the system in place. We we didn't have anything, basically. But other countries that had their infrastructure on in paper format. And in the 90s, when we started building our systems, then we could build it from scratch and uh, use the ICT solutions. For example, Estonians never used fax machines and uh, these kind of solutions for uh, sending documents. So right away we could establish uh, digital solutions. 
Exactly. That's why um, some people say that uh, developing countries are promising for digital health or anything uh, else in a technological sense because you don't have any existing structures or any existing uh, systems that you would need to disrupt. You just start building from scratch, basically. Yeah, that's true. That's true. And at the moment, uh, people who have built our e-health systems uh, are consulting countries like Kazakhstan and uh, other developing uh, nations that uh, want to do it. And it's easier for them that they don't have to uh, uh, turn backs to their old systems, but uh, can build it uh, uh, from scratch. 99% of health data in Estonia is digitized. Could we clarify that a little bit? So what kind of format is the data in? Is data structured or are we only talking about uh, PDFs? So documents in PDF format. Actually, 95% of health data is digitized and all citizens in Estonia have online health record. And uh, by law, all doctors are mandated to to transmit data to this health record. And uh, the data that is gathered there are, for example, recent appointments, analysis, diagnosis, and also time-critical data, uh, such as allergies, recent treatments, prescriptions, pregnancy, vaccinations. But uh, to the central system, uh, uh, the epicrisis are sent, sent, and these are basically PDFs, yes. And uh, when was this put in place? Because uh, if you, for example, if you have a country that's doing everything on paper and suddenly uh, electronic healthcare records are implemented, uh, only new data entries are going to be uh, in a digital form. Probably the country is not going to decide for an investment to put all the archives in a digital form. Uh, we implemented our... Uh... Uh, nationwide uh, health record in 2008 and uh, since then we have uh, digital data but uh, old records aren't digitized. You you already mentioned a few of the data points that um, are available in the digital form. So for example in an emergency situation a doctor can use a patient's ID code to read time critical information such as blood type, allergies, recent treatments and so on. And um, I saw that the system compiles this data types in national statistics so the ministry can man measure uh, health trends and track epidemics. So if we go back for a second, you mentioned that a lot of um, documents are still in the PDFs. Do you know by any chance uh, how the analyses are done and how is data privacy uh, ensured in these uh, cases? The analysis is uh, done retrospectively, that uh, it's uh, there's no real-time analysis as uh, the documents are in PDF format, but uh, we hope that uh, with the machine learning also this kind of uh, data will be possible to be analyzed. But uh, uh, in Estonia, National Institute for Health Development is doing the statistics, and uh, the secondary use of data is done with anonymized data. And uh, also Health Board is uh, doing investigations with, um, uh, with the health data. For example, uh, in the winter when it's the influenza period, then they are not uh, tracking the information from uh, a health uh, record and uh, 
health system, but uh, rather from uh, GPs and from their databases, and they can uh, tell the trends of influenza and uh, for this kind of uh, problems. Do patients need to give any type of consent for their data to be analyzed, or is it uh, anonymized and is it uh, an obligation to let your data be analyzed? The data is uh, anonymized, and uh, for statistics, uh, patients uh, don't have to give consent, but... uh, Patients uh, can opt out from the system, meaning that uh, when they don't want that uh, certain doctor sees their data, they can uh, uh, remove the content from a certain doctor in the patient portal. You said that the digitization started in 2008, so you've got more than 10 years of data. I imagine that uh, a lot of researchers or maybe companies would be interested in tapping in this data for simulation models or for other purposes, even if the data is anonymized. Do you get any such requests? Yeah, definitely. The uh, we get the uh, requests for uh, research and uh, from different companies and uh, the process is in place but um, there's no uh, system for uh, patients uh, giving consent uh, in health record to give their data to third parties but for example startups and other innovators that would like to build their solutions and test their solutions based on that data but at the moment we are working on that to build the system that patients can give the consent that third parties can have access to health information in the health information system so at the moment third parties or startups uh, can't really access the the patients that they would like to or they can through the national procedure that you mentioned? Yeah, they can do it by applying for it. It's uh, not really an uh, easy process at the moment, but uh, we are working on it to really empower patients and uh, uh, have them access to do anything with their data. We've seen a rise of blockchain solutions in the last few years, especially last year was uh, strong. And Estonia actually is using blockchain to a certain extent also for the healthcare data. Can you elaborate a little bit on the use case, how it looks in practice? In Estonia, we are using KSI blockchain technology to ensure data integrity and mitigate internal threat threats to data, and in our e-health system, all actions leave an unchangeable and removable secure trail, meaning that uh, we can trace back to all the actions that have been done in health system, and every patient uh, can see who has uh, looked at their data. And uh, the blockchain, the KSI blockchain technology is used to ensure that these trails cannot be tampered with. So, uh, yeah... In Estonia, for example, if I as a patient see that some doctor or other party has accessed my data without uh, uh, a need to do so, then I can, I can send a request and uh, actions will be taken. Uh, do you know how often that actually happens? That patients would detect a breach in, the, in their data and would want uh, some repercussions taken? I'm actually not uh, really sure uh, how often it happens, but uh, I know that in media there have been cases when uh, some famous 
person or politician has been at the hospital and if some uh, uh, nurse or other doctor has accessed the data then uh, yeah there have been cases that uh, people lose their jobs due to the, due to that Um, by the way, I visited the patient portal where you can access all your health data. And I saw that it's also available in English. Is that uh, uh, because uh, there's so much uh, focus from foreign countries on Estonia and how well you're doing the digitization? Or are people actually using the English portal? Do you by any chance know? And I guess there are two reasons. One uh, is definitely that uh, Estonia is famous for its e-health and probably we want to show also other countries that uh, we have the portal who has the interest. But the other thing is also that uh, in the past years we have uh, uh, many foreign workers for different countries. So, so I guess it's also the reason why the system is in English. And Estonia is a very small country that we have only um, 65% of the people are speaking Estonian, 28 uh, speak uh, Russian. So I guess it's probably also for them. I'm not sure if the system is in Russian actually, but... Um, also, uh, among other things, what Estonia offers to anyone on the globe is the e-residency. So even if you're not an Estonian, you can become a resident uh, in Estonia and uh, uh, open uh, a company there. Is it? Uh, th does that give you any access to healthcare as well or the electronic systems? Uh, I think definitely that uh, as a new resident you can access uh, uh, the patient portal but uh, probably won't, you won't have uh, much information there when you haven't visited uh, a doctor in Estonia. Yeah, but I guess yeah you have access to e-health systems as well. I also went to read a little bit on uh, the reports regarding the elect uh, the Estonian healthcare system because when it comes to digitization I was curious to see what's the health status um, of the of the people in Estonia and uh, among other things Estonians have witnessed the strongest uh, the strongest gains in life expectancy of all EU countries particularly uh, after age 65 however um, the healthy years are not expanding maybe as much as in other countries so deaths from cardiovascular diseases have fallen sharply but along with cancer and external causes remain the leading cause of mortality um, also the proportion of people reporting that they are in good health is among the lowest in eu Uh, with the largest gap between rich and poor in any country. So I'm really wondering how does all the digitization and technology that you have impl uh, implemented, how is that helping or how does it fit into the idea of better health outcomes? How do you see that? Mm, I I guess that the, the e-health system is uh, helping the people that uh, want to be helped. Uh, meaning that uh, uh, we uh, we have different generations like in the, all the countries and I guess our older generation is not really familiar with 
uh, the e-health system and uh, their digital health literacy is not as good as it could be and uh, they don't benefit as much from the system as uh, the young people. But uh, one, one e-solution that is definitely helping health outcomes is the drug-drug interaction system that we have in place that um, when a doctor wants to prescribe a medicine to a patient, they see if a patient has an interacting drug. So I guess it has uh, definitely helped our system. But uh, yeah, we know that uh, the quality of life uh, is a problem in Estonia and this has uh, definitely to do with uh, uh, lifestyle and uh, uh, smoking and uh, eating habits. So public health issues are not necessarily the same as the technological uh, problems. Yeah, I I personally really hope that uh, uh, patients uh, will be more empowered in the following years and uh, also in older age uh, will let the digital solutions to, to support them. But we as a country, we have to find means to approach the, these patients. For example, if we are talking about uh, mHealth apps and uh, smartphone solutions then perhaps for older generations this can be uh, just uh, phone based then that uh, uh, for example for medication adherence the patient uh, wouldn't get the notification on their smartphone but a daily call that they have to take their medicine or uh, measure their blood pressure so as a country, we have to approach uh, people in the ways that uh, they are used to for communication. How strong is the M-Health or the Consumer Health app ecosystem in Estonia? I saw that there's uh, 65 companies in the Connected Health Estonia, but uh, some countries uh, like the NHS in England, they have a special um platforms where you've got uh, applications that have been verified as uh, clinically valid validated. Yeah, actually Orca, the company that uh, is working in England, they they are trying to enter Estonian market and uh, do their verification system here. Uh, but we have uh, different kinds of uh, startups that are innovating in uh, digital health uh, arena and uh, some are successful, some are not. But uh, I believe that uh, you can be successful only when different stakeholders in healthcare system are collaborating. And I'm, as you, I think you mentioned, Connected Health. Uh, that they are financing some joint development programs between different stakeholders, between startups and hospitals to develop the solutions. And also uh, our health insurance fund is uh, part of the Connected Health. And this year they are opening uh, their innovation fund that they are financing health innovations and uh, startups that have already achieved the proof of concepts but uh, perhaps haven't been successful in implementing, the, implementing their solutions at a wider scale. So we are working on it, but uh, 
And the, as you mentioned, then in Estonia, the verification process for mHealth is uh, not yet in place. And until now, we have uh, been uh, validating the solutions as we are validating drugs or other uh, medical devices. But uh, this, uh, this doesn't really work. And um, the health insurance fund who is responsible for this process is now uh, designing uh, the assessment framework to assess digital solutions and uh, be able to get them faster in the system and uh, so the patients can uh, start using them and the solutions are reimbursable. What is the relationship between uh, digital health startups, the health insurance fund and the Ministry of Health? Because, uh, for example, in Slovenia, the system is quite complex in the sense that you can't go directly to the insurance company to ask for a reimbursement from uh, a digital solution. But you first have to go to the Ministry of Health, where the team of specialists needs to validate and assess your solution. And one that team validates your solution, the suggestion for the reimbursement can go to the health insurance company. So it, this is a really, really long process. That's why nobody really decides to do it. In Estonia, companies can directly approach health insurance fund and ministry doesn't deal with uh, those reimbursement models or schemes. But uh, the process is also lengthy. But um, this year, the process changed that before it was that you have this application period only once in a year. And then uh, during the next year, the insurance fund is uh, uh, assessing the applications and in the end of the year will make the decisions. But now it's possible to apply three times per year. And as I mentioned, that uh, the new assessment framework for HEM Health uh, will be developed, uh, so I I hope that the system will be faster. But uh, yeah, you have a master's degree in healthcare technology. Have you ever considered um, uh, to design any solutions yourself, or thought about going in digital health from a more entrepreneurial? point of view yeah i'm uh, actually involved in the in the digital health uh, startup scene as well because in the ministry i'm working uh, on health position and uh, half of my time i'm working in a digital health uh, company or startup you might say uh, cognus and we have uh, designed different solutions for patients as well healthcare professionals and uh, one of them is a speech therapy platform that uh, we also uh, try to get in the list of uh, uh, reimbursed uh, solutions uh, by the health insurance fund. But in the first round, we weren't successful, but we're definitely trying another time. But uh, yeah, the business... Uh, got better when we changed from healthcare technology to educational technology and we started selling to schools and kindergartens instead. So at the moment the speech therapy platform is used by 50 different uh, schools and kindergartens in Estonia and we are thinking about entering also Polish market as it's uh, really similar and the problem is uh, prevalent there as well. 
direct-to-consumer approach uh, can be more successful in these types of solutions. And you can always go for reimbursement later on, even if you've got the interest from the market already. Yeah, that's true. By the way, you started your career in healthcare sector as a physiotherapist. Did you see any interesting uh, digital health solutions in physiotherapy so far? Um, the things that I know that are in development are various uh, wearables where um, you can monitor how well and how accurately your um, Uh, doing a specific ec exercise uh, so you're not just looking at a video not knowing what you're doing wrong uh, as a physiotherapist actually why i'm in this uh, digital health sector and i started uh, uh, studying healthcare technology was that as a physiotherapist i saw that uh, uh, at time i can only treat one patient but uh, Very often the patients are similar and they don't actually need to see me and they could do the exercises at home. So when I started uh, studying healthcare technology, I right away, uh, I, I wouldn't say that I started a company, but we had a project that was called PhysioBear that uh, you would also get uh, sensors and uh, You could do exercising at home uh, by just uh, uh, reporting your problem and you would get a personalized uh, exercise program. But uh, yeah, we were just uh, investigating the market and uh, working on idea, but we saw that this is, uh, it was in uh, 2016 and it was already then uh, really crowded. And as you mentioned, then there are so many different solutions for physiotherapy that you could put on the sensors and they would say if you are doing the exercise in the right way. But uh, yeah, definitely, I think it's very useful, but... Uh, Uh, sensors are still quite expensive, so I'm not uh, sure how how much uh, like normal people are benefiting from these startups' uh, ideas. Yeah, a lot of ideas still need uh, validation or maybe a broader scale testing. But uh, I guess they work, but they're just uh, a bit expensive at the moment. That uh, for healthcare system, it's uh, still cheaper to send a patient to see a physiotherapist uh, rather than prescribe them uh, sensors and a solution. Yeah, yeah. Um, one comment, perhaps, um, the amount of GDP attributed to healthcare in Estonia is 6.5%. That's way lower than the EU average, which is around 9.5, 9.9%. Um, how do you see, uh, that? It, do you, do you think that's problematic? Um, some would say that Estonia is just being efficient. Others would claim that, yes, you're attributing um, uh, a little money to, to healthcare, but uh, a lot of things could be improved if more was invested. Yeah, uh, yeah this, uh, as you say, it uh, can be uh, justified and argued in different ways, but... Uh, One thing I I believe is that in general in Estonia there isn't uh, too much money and uh, the salaries of healthcare professionals are especially low. But uh, I think uh, that uh, even though it would be really good if uh, our doctors and nurses would get higher payments, then the whole system uh, wouldn't uh, 
I wouldn't uh, be more efficient because of that. That uh, I would definitely support the idea of uh, putting more money into healthcare in Estonia, but then to rethink the reimbursement, uh, the uh, financing model. Because uh, at the moment we have uh, fee for service and DRGs in place, but uh, we really need to shift to value based healthcare because. Uh, in some uh, areas of healthcare system, a lot of waste is being done and uh, lots of money is uh, wasted without patients uh, benefiting from uh, these euros. So uh, we need to put more money into healthcare, but uh, just money won't help. We need to rethink our processes and uh, how we are doing things and financing them. Exactly. By the way, are you suffering any brain drain because the salaries are low and doctors are valued all over the world? Uh, it uh, it was worse uh, during the financial con- uh, crisis in the uh, in 2010 and so. Uh, doctors were going to Finland, but uh, uh, just in the news today, I read that uh, now it's uh, dropping and uh, more doctors. After graduating, they remain in Estonia. But uh, yes, of course, we have the tendency that our doctors go to Finland, but uh, then doctors from Finland are going to Sweden and from Sweden to Norway. And uh, we welcome the doctors from Ukraine. So I guess this uh, professional tourism won't go anywhere. But yeah, I was really happy when I saw that uh, more and more professionals are uh, remaining in Estonia after graduating. How would you assess the the quality of life in general in Estonia? That's one major factor that can contribute to uh, a decision if you as a as an inhabitant of a state will stay in a in a country or not. Yeah, this is uh, this is uh, really long, and uh, our country is doing a lot to to ensure that uh, we have uh, next generations of uh, happy people. But uh, I would say that uh, in uh, the cities, uh, the quality of life uh, has uh, has increased a lot. But we have uh, strong uh, regional differences that uh, in rural areas and in the eastern, east of the country and uh, in the south, the quality of life is not as good. And it's also seen in, uh, in different factors that they are lacking behind that uh, the lifestyle is, isn't as good uh, there and uh, people don't have as much uh, jobs. So uh, in general, I think that uh, uh, the quality of life is higher in the cities. That uh, I would say life in the countryside in Estonia can be a bit uh, depressing, unfortunately. Also, I believe the reason that uh, more and more people are moving to uh, cities is the reason why we have this kind of digital solutions that we can't provide services for people in the countries and countryside and on the islands. We have many islands in Estonia. So you have to have e-state to provide state services to all the citizens.
many problems still to solve. Uh, do you have any thoughts on further development of digital health in Estonia? What other systems are you looking at? What inspires you in digital health space? What do you look forward to? Uh, in Estonia, the major thing at the moment is the personalized medicine and uh, uh, around uh, 150,000 patients have uh, given their genetic uh, tests that are being analyzed at the moment. So I guess uh, as a country, we hope a lot uh, from this, but uh, we can't be naive and uh, uh, think that... Uh, uh, we could benefit from it right away, but certainly it will take some years. Uh, but uh, personally, I I would really like to see that uh, Estonian uh, people would uh, get empowered by digital health because uh, uh, only in that way uh, I think our system uh, can improve that uh, people take the responsibility of, over their health and uh, uh, start uh, fixing their lifestyle because uh, I think it's uh, it's the history that healthcare only happens in hospitals and uh, doctor offices that uh, health is around us and uh, we as citizens uh, uh, can do the most for ourselves. This was the 35th episode of Faces of Digital Health. The next one will be published in two weeks, this time, on the potentials of AI in aging. Stay tuned. <laughs>